0: Have you ever heard words thrown around in spiritual circles and you think you know what they mean, but you really crave a solid explanation? Or maybe sometimes you have no clue and you're curious. Well, I often have had that experience and the words Gaia and Gaian Realms and New Earth and Divine Feminine are some of those words for me. And so today I turn to D'Amira Rose D'Agostino, who, uh, she just has such a wealth of training and vast wisdom and knowledge of so many aspects of spirituality that, and so articulate that she often causes me to go a little deeper. And that is what happened in the episode today. I could feel beyond her words was the energy and the power and the resonance. And so I am so excited for you to hear more about how we can each have a deeper connection to Gaia, to Mother Earth and to the spirit beings, to nature itself and ourself and that our path to awakening and enlightenment can be an embodied one So Diamira is uh, not just the keeper of New Avalon, which is a co-creative multi-realm community anchored within the sacred ecology of New Earth. We're gonna talk about what that means. She also is an ordained minister and an initiated dragon rose priestess in the Fairy Magdalene lineage. And she has a beautiful, beautiful forest and flower essence line called Elemental Whispers as well as being the author of Initiation, My Fairy Soul Awakening. And I just love how she walks her talk and she sees and creates beauty in each moment. She's so present. And that's why she's also one of our Fully Shining Women Wisdom School mentors. So it is my great, great pleasure to share Dear Mira Rose with all of you. Dear I am so excited. My heart feels so full to speak with you today because I know you and I have just had many conversations around Gaia and New Earth and I just really admire and appreciate your depth of wisdom around this topic. And I know we're just living in this time when there's a lot of talk in spiritual circles around awakening the divine feminine, around new earth, around a relationship with Gaia, that's both ancient and new. And so I know for myself, I often have that kind of intuitive understanding, and yet I have to really focus in to get clarity on what that means. So I want to welcome you and also welcome all of your Gaian support, your team, your helpers. And I'd love to just start there, like share, share your dream and your vision of just like a basic understanding of like, what is Gaia? And how can we have this really supportive, sustainable coexistence with her?
1: Yeah, thank you Megan. Well, first of all, I just want to tell you how excited I am to be here with you and to finally be having this beautiful conversation. I'm really excited about it. I so, too. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, Gaia, such a vast and beautiful um topic and of conversation and so I'm just feeling into where to start. I when I work with Gaia, the way that I see, and for those of you who don't know, Gaia is a is an endearing sacred name that we use to refer to the earth, Mother Earth, the planet, the planetary body. And Gaia to me is first of all it, it is our home. It is our starting point. And no matter what interests or what spiritual lineages that we come from, to me, Gaia is the center that holds us all.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Gaia, I feel that there's a lot of layers when we work with Gaia and the whole conversation around relationship with Gaia. And for me, Gaia is not something that's outside of us. I think that's the first thing that I wanna say that's kind of like, whoa, wait, what does she mean? Gaia's Mm -hmm. not outside of us. Is what happens is when we begin to meet and greet Gaia as, oh, this wonderful planetary being, she has consciousness, and I want to get to know her, I want to take care of her, I want to protect her. We. I was into environmental sustainability movements for a really long time, still am, obviously. And we can somehow look at Gaia as if she is this thing outside of us that either needs saving or needs to be coddled or needs our protection and i think that first and foremost there's this invitation for us that from gaia to begin to see her not as victim not as something that needs to be coddled and cared for but as part of each and every one of us the moment that humans began to believe themselves separate from nature was a place that's been recorded in so many spiritual texts as the fall as you know all of these pictorial images around what that place was but if we can begin to consider that we are actually not separate from nature that that's just our mind seeing us as separate from nature and instead Gaia lives within us Gaia is a massive organism of which we are a cell just a tiny cell Mm. within and all of us are in our own power just as she is in her own power and so the invitation is to come into relationship with her as powerful being as sacred creatrix as as sacred matrix of life she is this beautiful matrix of life and I'm going to pause there for just a second before I share this other piece that I was going to go on and just check in and see if how that's landing.
0: Yeah. You know, I I just felt this shift inside of myself because I can feel that place where even though I have a deep reverence and connection to her, like I picture myself like walking around on top of her as opposed to being inherently a part of her and her being a part of me and I just can feel like this full body chills of that tiny subconscious place of separation being uh, healed and released as you're speaking these words of like, oh, right, of course, like she doesn't start at the ground, right? There's trees and atmosphere and other animals and plants and all sorts of beings that we're part of. And I just really appreciate that fullness you just brought to the conversation. I can feel the energetic, the energetic implications of that and how it could inform them my
1: actions and the way I relate to her. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for that reflection. Mm-hmm. I So the image that I like to work with is sometimes it helps me to see, this by this I'm referring to this existence here on planet earth as a sacred ecology and to me it does something to it opens up pathways within me to begin to see it as a sacred ecology and so you know if we think back to our textbooks and everything, I'm sure we all had those cute little pictures in science class around the ecosystem and they would show little arrows of everything flowing together and how the fish does this and the birds do this and everything kind of flows together. Well, if we allow that to just kind of be, (laughs) just be a little bookmark, and then from there, let's kind of sprout that into a multi-dimensional experience and so when we look at the sacred ecosystem building upon those linkings between you know the four kingdoms that you might have seen in the textbook the animals the well they usually don't even have humans in there um but they've written us out apparently but the animals the uh plants Mm -hmm. right the mineral kingdom and then i'm going to put humans back in there In addition to that, what we have is we have a whole, much richer, fuller, unseen component, unseen, invisible, energetic component that is not depicted in our most recent science books. And I'm talking about things as simple as the energy fields of plants, trees, animals and how they expand out and affect one another including our own energy fields how they interact like sacred bubbles kissing one another hmm. Megan you brought that image forward before we started today and in addition to our energy fields there's also an entire an entire population of invisible beings that exist within the subtle realms that unfortunately have been relegated to either non-existence or fantasy but these are all part of the sacred ecology without this layer what we see in the physical realm would not exist and so the way i begin to see for example if we can all take a moment and imagine walking into a forest and we might see these trees and and the mosses and the rocks and maybe you see a little deer coming out from you know the pathway and squirrels scampering by but then there's things that you don't see that most people take for granted like the underground roots of the trees and the mycelial network and the different microorganisms that are super tiny but then there is the layer that most of us just don't take time to be with sense or feel and that is imagine that same forest and now you begin to see trees and they're emanating. They're almost Mm -hmm. breathing with life because you can see their energy fields and you walk further into the forest and you begin to see flickers of light that suggest these spiritual forces of nature that Mm -hmm. are part of the living ecosystem. And so... When I begin to expand my uh, perception of reality in life to interact and engage with the world in this way in its fullness and almost approaching it, like because I'm seeing the question, I'm hearing the question as I'm saying that. Well, but I don't, that's not how I experience the world. I don't see that. And I would say that is an important first step is to simply allow instead of (laughs) saying, I don't see that, that's not my experience, Mm -hmm. we all have to start somewhere. And instead of telling yourself what you do and don't see, what you can and can't see, feel, experience, how about just saying, okay, that's nice. I hear you, meaning I hear my mind telling me what I can and can't do, what my experience is, and then set it aside and then walk outside for just a moment almost cultivating that innocent wonder of a child Mm -hmm. and just expand into the possibility that surrounding you in any given moment are forces and energetics that are part of the ecosystem around you that you live in, wherever you are geographically, uh, located that is operating interconnected with every other thing. Mm-hmm. So just because you're not aware of it doesn't mean that it's not an intrinsic part of life and that if you just simply, it, it's almost like like the energy I'm feeling is, um, is like a pausing energy, which I'm going to do in just a moment. It's this pausing into and allowing rather than a having to do something to force some sort of vision or seeing. It's a pausing into and just being in a state of, possibility Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to explore what if I am right now surrounded by an entire ecosystem that exists beyond it's fuller than what my physical eyes can see Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that feels so right and so
0: beautiful I'm just hearing your invitation to, to slow down in this interaction with the sacred ecology. And I also wanna just name, because I know for many years when I would hear someone say that they could see spirit beings or they could see nature, I thought they meant literally through their physical eyes. and all of us perceive in different ways. So it might be what you're talking about too, which is through like your third eye or through a vision or through a feeling in your body, or maybe you're hearing, you know, the whisper of the wind or the sound of the creek, right? So I just wanna open up that possibility of how this kind of relationship that you're speaking to may come through each individual. And I also want to just name, just like, So I feel like in my work with women, that I'm encouraging them to see themselves as more than just a body or just the roles they play, that we have this spiritual component to ourselves. We have this energetic component to ourselves. And when we pause and slow down, we can tune into those whispers and those deeper deeper nudges and voices. And I feel like you're saying the same thing. So if we have a skill set where we're already practicing, how do we perceive energy? How do we connect to our intuition? How do we trust ourselves on a deeper level? Or we have a skill set around really being open to and being aware of the spirit of nature, the spirit of Gaia, that we could also use those in ways that come together or transfer to each other and deepen deepen our our relationship with both ourselves and with all the all the other beings around us and that feels like a really a really sweet and simple place to start because i know i know there's just like so many conversations right now on climate change so i'm going to come a little bit in the practical here and like what are the big scale solutions what are the household green ones what are like what can I do right with with I think that comes a little bit from what you were talking about of like saving Gaia, coddling Gaia. so i'm I'm really curious to to hear from you like what what do you feel like is the, I'll use the word right in quotation marks, but like the right relationship of having positive interactions with her as opposed to only seeing what's a problem or, you know, I think a lot of times we're we're really trying to save humanity, right? Because Gaia's gonna exist <laughs> whether we make changes or not. So what what do you see as just the ways that either you personally interact and support her or the most potent ways that you just see that we can be living here on the planet? And yeah, it's just a it's just becomes a tricky conversation of like, are you doing something? Are you are you staying in that more energetic prayer ceremony place, or h- how how do you how do you dance with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question and conversation. Okay, so two things, and then I'll go into each of them. The first I'm going to say is intent, and I'll come back to that. Um, and then the second piece is the answer for me falls somewhere in the same vein as the same thing we say to people when in in the context of spiritual uh growth and learning and development so often we see people wanting to go off and you know like you said save the world save humanity do all these pieces and there's a real truth And those are beautiful, right? Those are beautiful. And then there's a real truth to one of the most powerful things that you can do is to work on yourself and begin to heal. This is in the context of spirituality, just Mm -hmm. and to begin to heal the um, beliefs, the programming that is running your own consciousness and subconscious world and if we begin to examine and resolve those pieces, if we begin to dance and integrate shadow, which is a very deep conversation, um, then we are actually blessing the world. We are actually doing one of the most powerful things we can be doing toward helping humanity because as we heal ourselves, then that means we have even that much more of an opportunity And I know this is a lot of what you do, Megan, and what we work towards in the Wisdom School. But when we heal ourselves, then we have an opportunity when we're out in the world to our interactions are not going to be coming from a place of wound, but instead coming from a place of empowerment, coming from a place of choice and response versus reaction. And I would say we can use that same piece or that same, kind of an idea when we talk about Gaia and our relationship with Gaia. And what I mean by that is there's all these beautiful... There's all these beautiful ways that we can be supporting Gaia. And yes, there's these beautiful environmental programs and recycling and all of these pieces. And one of... I'm going to be as bold as to say the, the most powerful way that you can support Gaia as organism, Gaia as environment that we are all a part of, Gaia as ecosystem that we are a part of is by healing your relationship with Gaia, by healing the way that you relate to Gaia, by healing the way that you relate to nature, by healing... Um, the belief that you are separate from nature, from Gaia. And really, really, what I'm talking about like really a deep shifting in the way that we perceive reality. When we, When we do that, that is actually one of the most powerful, my gosh, it's one of the most powerful living prayers that we can hold and walk with in our hearts and carry in our world because there's something going back to what we see and what we can't see when we hold this difference it feels so subtle because if we're you're just hearing it from the mind it's not having the same it's not having the same impact but if you are really choosing to engage in relationship with Gaia in the way that I'm speaking about, what that relationship begins to do, it not only spills out to begin to heal your life, I mean, literally heal aspects of your life, but it actually begins to spill out you holding that in our, like, by you, I mean, you know, any of us, me holding that in my energy field as I interact with the world around me. I am blessing people with that energetic remembrance. It's as if I'm holding this pattern, this key within my heart, and it's not in my mind, it's held so deeply in my heart that as I carry about in the world and in nature, as I walk in the forest, this medicine, this remembrance actually blesses the forest. It blesses the world around me. It blesses the beings. It doesn't matter if they're human unseen animal it's Hmm. like a medicine that i've activated and it becomes a living medicine code within my heart that ends up blessing everyone Hmm. so that's the the one piece of it and then the other piece which i said i would circle back around to is intent and intent is so important because all of those programs as i was talking about I'm going to call them the outer action steps, right? The, well, I mean, anything could be an outer action step, but we're going to call them like the mundane actions of, you know, recycling those pieces, right? Yeah. Those are all so beautiful and much needed, right? We are, we have to engage the both and, but what's really, really important is to come when we choose to, Engage in any of these activities, what are we coming from? What does our come from? Are we coming from a place of fear? Are we coming from a place of, again, Gaia, we're looking at her as someone or a thing that needs to be saved or fixed or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, are we coming from the fear that if we don't do it, then our world is, you know, going to end and we're going to destroy it are we coming from a place of maybe our own guilt and our own unresolved pieces within ourself of maybe less than or whatever and so it's a way of overcompensation. when we take action in the world and we have these other undercurrents it actually affects our action and so what i find as i'm in deep relationship with gaia i will be guided how to act and i and i I do want to investigate this because when I say guided, I'm not actually talking about like the old new age kind of mentality of like, um, you know, a spirit ally will come in and be like, dear Mira, do this. (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I'm actually talking about I am in relationship. So we talked about that beautiful image of just expanding into the knowingness that you are part of all of life. And then from that place, I will have a sense of, oh, wow, I need to do this. It could be something really mundane. Like I need to donate to this organization that helps Gaia or I need to, I don't know, carry a plastic bag with me on my walk next time. Or it could be, wow, next time I hold a new moon ceremony, it's actually going to be for the waters of the world. And mm-hmm. I need to work that way. But it comes from a very, like, Do you, if you can feel the difference of that, it's like a very still place of power versus that scrambling energy of mm-hmm. Like always, an innate knowing. Yes, exactly. And so we need both those pieces. We need the pieces that we're working on, the innovative solutions for environmental upliftment. And we also need to heal our relationship with Gaia. I feel like
0: what you're speaking to is just so beautiful because there's that piece of taking responsibility for yourself and looking at, you know, where are the places that scarcity or not enough or separation or, you know, superiority are running through your system as a human. And then, okay, now let's look at that in relationship to being part of Gaia and the way we're speaking. And the word oneness just keeps running through my head, right? It's like I'm really embodying that consciousness of oneness. And then from that shift in your consciousness, you're able to be led to here maybe some practical things that you feel called to do, but also the energy behind what you're doing feels really clean and pure. And also your so the solutions you're taking aren't necessarily just like, the mind or the shoulds. They are what's right for you and her in that particular location you're in for the time we're in. And yeah, I just feel like it it's opened up something in me around the, the intentionality and the depth. And it also feels like it takes a little of that pressure off of just like, oh, am I not picking the right laundry detergent or right Like I didn't bring my class shopping bags. It's just like, again, that slowing down and that intentionality playing out in so many beautiful ways. And so I feel like this really leads us into that piece of the conversation around the new earth, because I know that's a phrase that often gets thrown around and it can be tricky to really grasp on like, what is that? And how 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 are the humans playing a role in that, so I'd love for you to just speak to how you perceive what it is, and then also what you see the role of humans right now within the new Earth consciousness.
1: Yeah, I feel like we could do a whole conversation around the new Earth <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> because my my uh, the way that I see the new earth is constantly evolving and i love when you ask me some of these questions megan because certain things that i just have an intrinsic knowing i actually when you ask them then i actually really have to think about them and so it gives me a chance to to articulate and create language uh for these these things that i don't even consider concept I, i consider them living breathing um energetic expressions mm-hmm. so the new earth for me i think for me when i started using this word the this phrase new earth quite a while ago around the time when for those of you who are old enough and remember but around the time leading up to 2012 mm-hmm. And leading up to 2012, we had a number of you know, prophecies intersecting uh, everything from the Hopi prophecies to the Maya calendar to uh, the, the yugas as spoken about by, um, in Hinduism in the Vedas. And everything was really pointing to us beginning to step into a golden age and a golden age in the way that again this is another one that everyone has a different idea of but you know for some people this was a a return to paradise consciousness for other people this was this was literally a return to the garden um This was a return to some people are really connected with the ancient civilizations of Atlantis and Lemuria. And people thought of a return to that. Um, What I started to see happening early on is that with the New Age, and I was a part of the New Age for a really long time. And I still have a lot of my roots and foundation was there. And I have a great deal of respect for um, the healing that can come forward. And there's also some pieces to me within the New Age that tend to um, unfortunately really uh, promote spiritual bypassing, really promote um, spirituality as disconnected from physicality. And I saw this happening with um, with the whole Golden Age concept. And what I started to see happening was people were... Um, talking about you know the great ascension we were going to experience this ascension which again i'm sure most of everybody is probably familiar with that word but to me the ascension really conveyed this idea of lifting up right all of the great prophets and beings that were enlightened buddha jesus you know having transcended this physical plane and then lifting up from here and ascending right the whole ascended masters and yes exactly chasing after enlightenment all of these pieces yes and while there was some beauty there was a lot of beauty in that what i started to see is there was almost this um as if we were just almost like focused on that future point of this ascension when we are all going to ascend from this place on the earth and like live in light bodies and fly around in our Mm Merkabas and all of this sort of thing and use all of our magical powers and it was just all going to be grand and I started to see that this was really just the same thing the same issues that we found in a lot of you know the Judeo-Christian which I come from early Catholic background But which was, again, all about, oh, we're just waiting till we die and go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Now we were just waiting until we enlighten and ascend. It was like, Mm -hmm. really, we were just taking one thing and squishing it into another and dressing it up with different language. And I was like, what about the body? What about Gaia? Like, what about this? And so this really started this deep inquiry for me. What that eventually, so I eventually... I, as I sat with this for a long time and I started to really feel into what my feelings and, and, and how I saw this was, and I started using words instead, like embodied ascension or, Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, that's probably the, that's probably the best one. And this embodied mythic reality. And to me, the new earth is, is an awakening a collective awakening of humanity but it is not exclusive to humanity it is an awakening that is happening from the deepest places of the heart womb of Gaia it is an awakening that is happening with her as a planetary body Uh, there's this little scientific fun caveat that all the planets in our solar system from the outer ones in are starting to reverse their uh, uh, their their magnetic poles. So there's something happening. There is a shift in consciousness. There's an awakening, and it's bigger than humanity. It's bigger than it's humanity is part of it, but it's it, it's not just humanity. It is something that is happening with Gaia. And the other piece about this is, I, you know, we talk about the divine plan and that and and aligning our will with divine will. And I would add to that. We, how can we align with the Gaia plan? And Mm. the reason that I speak to the Gaia plan is because there's this beautiful pictorial image, this soul memory that I have of Gaia in her infancy stages being this jewel, magical, sparkling light in the realm of the stars. Mm. And she, like, this is millions of years ago. And she sends out, she begins to pulse. She pulses and within these pulses are these reverberations, these frequencies that are encoded with her intention of what she is wanting to do, what she is wanting to dream. And there are these souls throughout the entire galaxy, throughout the universe, and they feel this pulse and they feel the resounding match in their own heart. And they said, yeah. I want to be a part of that I want to be a part of that and so they say yes and so you just see this influx of starlight which are these souls traveling to the earth this is millions millions of years ago before when she was still in her heating and cooling phase and they say yes and they're part of that and the and so here we are millions of years later and we've grown alongside her and many of us have forgotten That we had that pulse that this was, yes, we are all connected to a star family. Yes, we are all here and have our own, you know, whatever individualistic dreams. And we all said yes to her pulsing light that held her intent because it was something that rocked our world, it rocked our soul from the inside out that we wanted to be a part of. And we have mostly forgotten, we've forgotten that enlivening excitement around what she was doing. And I can't put into words what she was, what she is doing, but I can tell you that whatever she, that intent was, it is waking up now. It is waking up from its dormancy and it is blossoming because we are all a part of Gaia, because we are all Gaians. We're not separate from her. As she is waking up, as this little seed code wakes up within her, it's waking up within each of us. And that's why so many of us are waking up and feeling this restlessness. We're feeling this, you know, this turmoil, like, wait, is there more? And if there is, what does that look like? What's the bigger picture? How do I play a part in it? And this is so much of what the fully shining women leading our world movement is about Megan and the wisdom school helps people when they begin to wake up and they're saying, wait, is there more? And how do I journey that more? And what does it mean for me? This is like waking up in us now because we, the new earth is not something outside of there. It's something that's waking up in us, in each of us. And yes, it is. It is embodied in ascension. But again, I, I, I can't overstate enough that it's not just humanity. This is going off in the plants. It's going off in this little pinging alarm. Is going off in the animals and the mountains that are waking up, and mm. the rivers that are and the waters are changing. And everything in nature is beginning to sing this song of awakening, and that is that is starting to happen. And that to me is is just a kernel of what the new earth is about. Mm. As you
0: know, I always, I always love when we come together from these conversations because I feel like you're articulating something I feel from like a 360 degree different point of view and it explains so much about why I personally feel called to this movement of awakening fully shining women. And I'm just hearing certain words take on a different meaning, like collaboration, right? Like this is a time of deeper collaboration, not just among humans or among thought leaders, but among humans and the earth or among humans and the waters and the wind and the plants and the trees. And it's also feeling that place of like inclusivity, right? Like that's a place that is a very popular conversation or among, you know, in spiritual circles or on the on the planet in like political and racial circles and then to hear it in this place of actually including like the pulsing of Gaia or the dream of Gaia or including the spirit realm that we've been speaking to that it's not this separate thing of you know humans are here on the planet kind of studiously and determinedly trying to create birth some new consciousness but that it's Interdimensional and interrelated, and I, I'm just—I'm feeling myself just being filled up because I often have that—that that very human-centric sense of like we have to do something, we have to, you know, rally the troops and and to feel the the co-creative energy that you're speaking of—that it's so much bigger than us and it's also so supportive that Gai is working with us and through us and for us and us for her. It just feels, it just feels, I feel like this different level of hope isn't exactly the right word, but I guess expansiveness is the right word. Just like, wow, we're in this like beautiful divine dance that's ancient and new and we're, we're here here in co-creation yeah yeah thank you for bringing that forward you're welcome and so i'd I'd love to hear you speak because i know i know you bring this forward in your own work you bring it forward as a mentor in the fully shining women wisdom school and specifically i i have gained so much from interacting with the forest and flower essences through your elemental whispers and through your new Avalon and I I just like I'd love for you to bring a little bit of that in the conversation both to highlight what you're doing and also because it's such a supportive medicine it's so tangible and it bridges that realm of like spirit and matter practical and um, energetic I'd love for you to just speak a little bit about that of how how we can use this as medicine
1: during these times. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So I love the word that you um you ended that last thought with which you said co-creation. And I want to just like I want to highlight that word. Uh, in the context of flower essences and working with these medicines so just hold that little word in your mind and heart co-creation and when i speak about the essences i'm going to explain what they are for people who don't know um but so just to just to give a very like one second kind of you know um tagline to them essences are are a healing modality right they're they're a liquid that you ingest they're a vibrational medicine that you ingest and they are they are worked with for healing and transformation just like any other modality that you would use um be it reiki or spiritual counseling or any number of other other energy vibrational medicines and and the essences what i love about the essences they tie in so beautifully to to the new earth conversation and i'm i'm going to like just kind of touch back and tie in little pieces that we've talked about throughout the the conversation today but the essences I was talking about in the new earth as this seed code as i call it is waking up like a and i i experience it like a song waking up from the heart of gaia just imagine traveling deep into gaia's center and imagine you know at her center we know there's this molten iron crystal but remember i invited us to all begin to play with Uh, the multi-dimensional experience of life so what if we began to picture using our imagination even that uh that crystal that molten iron crystal from a more than 3d perspective we might begin to see its energy field we might begin to see it vibrating and and dancing with glowing light right and from that You know, that vibration, vibration is sound, is song, is healing. From that vibration, there are these reverberations going off, coming, traveling through the many layers and substrata of Gaia's core and mantle and to the surface world, infusing the surface world with rejuvenative, regenerative, vitality that says it's time it's time it's time and and because all of the plants through their roots the trees through their roots through the mycelia they're all connected to these reverberation reverberating songs and then just like spirit expresses through each of us and it if we can be a clear channel a hollow bone there's a beauty in the way that spirit expresses through each of us but yet there's a unique expression that each of us have that's very different. It's the same thing with the plants and the trees. They're all expressing the song of Gaia. Every single one of them is expressing this these codes of enchantment and remembrance. But each one of them is very unique in its expression. And so the it, they all have in many ways their own song, their own mm. pulsing way that they're going to connect with you. This one might connect with you you know, in they might look red, this one might connect with you in the color purple, but they're all holding this dream of Gaia. And that is essentially what the essences are to me. When I work and collect the essences, I collect the essences in my work and then I share them uh, in my Elemental Whispers essence line or at some periods of time when working with clients privately. What I am sharing is those song codes, those healing frequencies of Gaia that begin to work with each person on an energetic, spiritual, emotional level and begin to sing to them in the way that they need to hear it. Not in the way that Diamira, you know, is going to sing it, not in the way that Megan's going to sing it, but in the way that they are met, that person, client you know, customer is met and they get to receive that. Now I'm gonna pop back to the co-creative part in just a moment. One with the essences, they work beautiful as a standalone healing modality in and of themselves. And they also work in complement to so many other healing modalities. Essences are the radical revolutionary medicine of the now. And the reason I'm saying that is because part of what I feel sets the new earth, the way that I am holding new earth in my heart versus some of the new age way of looking at things is the new earth to me is about staying here, staying present, being fully human, but fully all the other frequencies of who we are. And I'm just like anchoring, I'm anchoring that is in as I'm saying this and meeting and greeting other humans and other aspects of the Gaia family, fairy, plant, animal, she, elven, dragon, it does not matter how powerful of a being you interact with It's about meeting each other in an equal partnership and sovereign experience. Us holding our own sovereignty, our own anchored in our and owning who we are and our own power and wisdom and knowing and meeting other not as I'm a victim and I need your help, not as, oh, you are so much better than me. These when we working with these wonderful spiritual beings not meeting them in in a subjugated role, you know, not taking on that subjugated role, but meeting them as equal. This is what the essences invite of each person. So the essences, as we take the essences, yes, if you just take them and you go about your day, they will work beautifully and they will, they're basically magic in a bottle. But... If we engage them as partner, using bringing our conscious attention to the relationship, it expands that which is possible by a thousandfold. It opens up, and that's why I say that essences, even though they're healing, they are a healing modality. I use the term essences. I say they create pathways of healing and enchantment and remembrance. And what I mean by that is literally they open doors which did not exist before, that you couldn't see and so you couldn't walk through. They open doorways within our psyche, within our soul, within our consciousness. And they don't rip them open. They'll knock and you have to actually be willing to allow that door to open, and that's what I mean by essences invite. That's why I feel I'm so passionate, and I feel so passionately about this healing modality because they're such profound. Um, they're such profound partners and allies. They demand
0: mm-hmm.
1: our partnership and our conscious, um, our conscious. Yeah. Partnership in the healing process. And because of that, that which we do together, meaning us in the essences, is actually becomes a lot more sustainable. It becomes mm-hmm. something that is not just a, a shift, but then you're back to your old, you know, a month later. It anchors in the body so deeply because they're opening up new pathways. It's almost like opening up new neural pathways that we didn't have before. And then, like I said, we have to choose to step through. We have to make that choice. And so I just feel that that's how they tie into the new earth. They're such, um, they're such beautiful allies, and they're so representative, of where we are. I want to say where we're going, but I don't also want to get stuck in that language, of what we are opening into, Mm. what we are stepping into. is like They are the medicines of the new earth because they hold the song codes and they're singing us awake. And at the same time, they're creating opportunities and possibilities for us where ones didn't exist before. They're beautiful. Mm.
0: They are beautiful. I know I have been blessed to use some of them myself. And... You know just to take borage for example and feel that like courage to face the future or to take live oak and feel the root system and the grove of trees and feeling that sense of like sister connection and i know for the fully shining wisdom school we collaborated in developing an essence that specifically supports that journey and just to hear hear myself or hear women just open up to what you're talking about of being like truly responsible for your own path and opening up to the support and the energies of these essences has just been really profound for myself and for so many other women so if if what we're saying resonates and even if you don't i know when i first started hearing about them my mind couldn't totally wrap around what like what is this or how does this work if, if, you're, if you're just feeling drawn or pulled on some level, we'll make sure we include the way to go to your Etsy store and, and explore more and see what essences call out to you because I know you have such power and purity in how you collect them. And yeah, just the, the benefits that I see in my life and others' lives have been profound. So I, I'm looking at the time and I'm also wanting to have a few moments for your book because your book, oh my gosh, is called Initiation, My Fairy Soul Awakening. Did I get that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I was privileged to be one of the early readers and it is so good. It is just, I, it's like, I literally get stumble for words around your book because it's so amazing to hear you articulate your journey and it it sounds like i don't know like lord of the rings or harry potter and then at the same time it's 100 percent reality it's 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 like you can feel the the depth and the trueness of what you're expressing so Tell us a little bit about your book, because I'm just so excited for the world to have this opportunity
1: to read it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Megan. Well, it certainly has been a probably a lifelong project and then some, and it is a magical memoir. So the book recounts my early spiritual journey and awakening process and it is really this multi-dimensional story because it brings and it it funnels in. You follow me in the present, and that following is fun in and of itself. Because I traverse in the book different continents and countries, and traveling to sacred sites for um, so all in in search of of something. I'm searching for some something greater than myself that I can't articulate early on, but I had this spiritual thirst that I couldn't name, but I felt I would knew, know it when I find when I found it. And simultaneously, I am also in a tremendous amount of emotional pain because there um it's almost uh, this old trauma or wound has erupted. Uh, following this random mundane event, a fight with a boyfriend, an old boyfriend, and this ruptures this old trauma and it presents as this phobia that really sets me in it puts me in a very uncomfortable place and sets me along this journey that I cannot say no to any longer. And it weaves back and forth between the present and past life streams of consciousness as well. So it's in that way, it's a very multi-dimensional experience. And yeah, you get to follow along the journey with me, figuring out what this this trauma is all about, where it came from, what these deeper questions that I'm asking in the book are really about. And each answer leads me to a hundred more questions. And I think my favorite part of the book is that. It- is that it's actually I allowed myself to get really honest with you. I allowed myself to be as honest and as vulnerable as I knew to be as an author, as a writer, in really detailing my own human foibles, um, a lot of the foibles that come, the tribulations that come up uh, on a spiritual journey. And um, and in the telling of this tale, I hope my hope for the reader is that you will see it as this is not like the shiny, you know, picture of me as I'm like fully, you know, realized as in all my past life remembrance. This is really taking you along <laughs> the messy journey, the ups and downs, the embarrassing moments that looking back you just read and I'm like oh gosh like it's painful to almost revisit some of those places and so I hope that it actually meets you wherever you are and just reminds each person that you know really this is we are all on a journey whether we consciously admit it or not we are all on a journey and I also hope that it opens pathways of remembrance within you in the way that I bring in the different synchronicities to show you that the universe is always speaking to you. It's always in conversation with you. The other world, meaning the other world of spirit, is always nudging you and trying to get your attention. And, um, and I hope that you, uh, it invites you to listen more deeply to the, your own story that is being woven and inviting you to co-weave and, and journey more deeply into to get to know yep. yourself. Well, it is just so well written
0: and even though we each have our own unique path and obviously yours yours may seem more fantastical to some people than others. It was so relatable. So if you're on that kind of path of awakening and developing your relationship to spirit, I think it's an amazing read and then it also does awaken something something inside of you. So well also Share the ways that you can go ahead and get the book for yourself, and I feel like it's time to just wrap up. I just wanna, I just wanna name and acknowledge that as I was listening to you, Diomira, I was feeling that that energy and the intent behind your words, beyond your words, and just really absorbing that. And I hope all of the women anyone else who's listening, are are also feeling underneath the words. And so if your curiosity has been piqued, then go check out Essence's and D'Amira's book and her work and also come on over to the Fully Shining Women Wisdom School where D'Amira also hangs out and we'll keep the conversation going. And so I'd love to have you come back and we'll take a moment break and do an intentional nudge. Perfect, thank you,
1: Megan. All right,
0: so we are back with our intentional nudge with D'Amira, and this is just a chance to have a practical action, a shift in mindset, a way that we can really integrate what we just spoke about on the episode. And obviously you've already given us quite a few suggestions, and I'd love for you just to pick, pick one tangible, relatively easy way we can integrate your beautiful words and practices.
1: Okay, what I would invite everyone to do this week is this is in the context of I really impressed to you all, I hope, how important uh, connecting into the sacred ecology and expanding into that perception of reality is so important to healing our relationship with Gaia. So what I am inviting you to do is to go outside (laughs) go you can make it very elaborate and go into a forest or a park if you have access to those or you can just go outside to a place where you can see trees and green grass moss green and I want you to, if you can, take off your shoes. I know in some for some of us it's a little cold outside. Take off your shoes and socks. Press your feet on the ground. We call this earthing. And then I want you to look at the world around you. Just really use your the fullest attention that you can for your physical eyes. Look at the trees. If you see trees, look at the bark. Look at the colors and the way that the bark changes its texture and nuance as it goes around the tree look at the grass and the different colors and textures of that really look at everything with your eyes fully as if you're seeing it for the first time and it's around this time that usually we begin to move into a a softer space of receptivity and continue to look around and if you haven't already begin to engage your hearing what do you hear do you hear birds do you hear water do you hear wind engage your 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 nose what do you smell engage your touch what do you feel on your skin what does the what does your skin sense how does it sense the atmosphere temperature. Really put yourself fully into this. And once you have done that, this is the second piece that I want you to use your imagination for. Imagine that you're a five-year-old child and the world is your oyster and nobody has ever told you what is possible, what is not, what you can believe, what is real, what is not. I want you to close your eyes And I want you to recall the image in your mind from everything that you just saw around you, the trees, the grass, the leaves, the dead leaves on the ground. I want you to recall all of it. And as you do, I want you to allow your imagination to just get a little carried away. Just begin to see it as if it is for the first time. Maybe you notice a sparkle, or a sparkle in the wind, or maybe you notice the tree and it seems to have an energy to it, a flashing, flickering energy. Maybe the grass has a sheen to it. And now I want you to use your imagination to a step even further, and I want you to imagine what the space looks like below your feet that you can't see, the mud, the dirt, and the organisms that are all in the dirt. And I want you to imagine the life like you have never seen it before, all around you, as if every molecule is buzzing and vibrating with life. And I want you to just be present with this experience, this fullness, this rich uh, perception of reality. And you can be in that space for as long as you like. And I hope that this helps expand you into the richness that is around us in every moment of every day. It
0: sounds so fun that even though I'm here in a winter wonderland as we record this, I'm going to do it with my my boots on and still play and then make a mental note that as it gets warmer too do it barefoot. So thank you so much for that nudge. And as always, you can come over to Fully Shining Women, Leading Our World on Mighty Networks, our free community, and share what might have opened up in, in you or asked Yamira a question. So come and play both, both with us Fully Shining Women and with Gaia herself.
1: Thank you, everyone.
0: Thank you. Okay, we have one more segment where we're going to ask a listener question so we will be right back for that so we are back for our listener segment and this question it's actually a few questions tied together comes from jan and i know she has been on a path of opening and awakening and really deepening her practice and her understanding so She writes, I'm trying to get a sense of how this works. How long has mother earth been waiting for new earth consciousness? Has there been other times of new earth consciousness and what makes this more heightened or different? And what roles does everyone, including tiny creatures play in this relationship? So how long have we been waiting for it? Have there been other times? Is this different
1: and what role? Does everyone have in it? Yeah, so thankfully, uh, what is so beautiful about this question is that I feel that we actually have touched on so many of these pieces within this, including in terms of what role does everyone play, including tiny creatures. We are all part of this sacred ecology that is that is beginning to, I'm going to say, I'm not even going to say awaken, I'm going to say swirl and dance in this living song that is beginning to resound within the whole organism. So we've, I would just invite everyone to go back to listen to all of those pieces of how we were talking about new earth and resounding into each and every cell of every body and then each and every cell of living organisms that is that makes up planet earth in terms of in terms of have we experienced new earth before this is the nutshell answer to that <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes and no we have experienced golden ages of heightened consciousness on planet Earth. Yes, absolutely. Have we experienced this exact awakening? No. This is different because this is just like any point in time. We will never have another single point in time that is identical to any other one. That's the beauty of life and evolution, is a spiral, and so just this ties us back to the spiral path, Megan, so perfectly, which so synchronous, Dick, because we didn't plan it that way, but the spiral of evolution suggests that you go around and round but you're not repeating history every time you go around it feels like you're maybe reliving revisiting certain lessons but what you're really doing is you're spiraling upward and that in and of itself is kind of the image that i hold have we experienced this before No, because now we're in a different place and we come with all of the other experiences that we've had as souls that we have collected throughout the ages of time incarnationally and we're bringing that to the new earth party
0: and i i feel like you just gave such a beautiful image too in the episode around how long has Mother Earth been waiting and that she put out this pulse and this call in her creation stages. And now we're, we're at this particular point in time where it is manifesting and taking root and being birthed and swirled amongst the humans, amongst all the different pieces of this ecosystem. So it's an exciting time to be alive. It's an intense time to be alive. And I'm just really grateful that there are other sisters on my path, like you, dear Mira, and like Jan and all the women listening, that we could be doing this together. So thank you again for joining us today. And I've just really enjoyed our deep conversation.
1: Thank you so much, Megan, for having me. This has been so much fun and I love playing with you.
0: Now, this is the part where I tell you how we can stay connected. I would love it if you would rate, review, and follow this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcast. We're gathering over on Fully Shining Women Leading Our World on Mighty Networks, which is at fsw.care. You can follow me on Instagram at Megan Gilroy. And if you're interested in having a conversation about working with me privately, or whether the Fully Shining Women Wisdom School is a good fit for you, you can go to MeganGilroy.com to book a clarity call. Now, all this is in the show notes for you, and this has been edited and produced by Gilroy Productions. To hire us for your podcast, you can go to bit.ly slash Gilroy Pro. Thanks, Bodie. I love you.